Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find me on the Twitterverse at S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show at sportsbusiness at gmail.com. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about my Super Bowl picks Finally going to get a deeper dive in the NBA, especially coming off of the blockbuster trade that took place yesterday. And then we're also going to go into the dummy of the day. But first things first, two things. Um, my homeboy, I, before I got onto the sh- on the airwaves today, just got some sad news per se. Um, my man Christopher Kennedy of the Fantasy Headliners on the YouTube channel, I believe it has over 100 some thousand subscribers, just announced that he is stepping away from the sports media world and... I must say he has been a guest on this show a few times. Um, it's been just based off of timing and things like that. I haven't been able to get on the show uh, the last, this season, especially in football. But my man has put in a lot of work. Um, he also helped me win my fantasy football championship last year as well. So I'm really, really sad to see him going. But I know my man Chris is going to have greater passions or whatever he does. So shout out to you. Thanks for always being a solid one. Thanks for being a good friend. And also just thanks for all the content that you've been putting out over these last few years. But man, sports world industry, the underground ones that are putting in work like him, uh, we just definitely lost a solid one. Like he's a solid dude. So super duper sad. But that does not necessarily mean that you can't go follow the fantasy headliners on your your YouTube channel. They put out great content. Um, I believe it's just for 19 bucks. I don't know if inflation went up, but uh, but they're... But their content is really, really good as far as their handbook that they do for fantasy football every year. I highly recommend it. Like I said last year, they hooked your boy up. Uh, I kind of followed a lot of the stuff that they used. And, and like I said, it works. So I'm, I can be a, per- a perfect testimony to say they know what they're talking about. So sad to see that. But I know my man Chris is going to crush whatever he does. And I'm very, very looking forward to seeing what he does put out in the near future. So um just wanted to put that out there because he is a great great friend and he's just like i said he's just a one solid so that was number one number two i didn't even know the doggone grammys came on last night like dudes does anybody really watch award shows because i'm not gonna lie um i don't know when's the last time i watched the bet awards the mtv music awards like i'm, I'm cool like um, I'm just cool. So email the show if you let me know if the, the, that you all still rocking with the award shows because I, I show ain't. I don't give a damn who on, what on. I, it's just not me. I, I'm cool. I'm passing on that. So just those two things. Email the show. Like I said, let me know if you all still rocking the, these award shows because I show ain't. But that's neither here or there. Anyways, before we get into things, let's talk about this Super Bowl. Or let's talk about the Super Bowl. <clears throat> we got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. And we are about T minus six days away from kickoff this Sunday. And I am going to say, I believe the spread last time I checked, which was Saturday morning, was the Eagles plus one and a half points. I'm very, 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 the Eagles are very, uh, is a very unique team that I just can't put my finger on when it comes down to the boys. Here's the thing, as far as the playoffs go, and, I, and, and, and the thing about the Eagles is I've put them, I pretty much had them in my top five all season long. 
Um, I don't, I can't think of a time where I didn't have them. But the Eagles, this playoff run was very, very unique. And the reason why I think it was a little unique was because one, they played the Giants. No, well, LOL, it's the Giants. Uh, we talked about that last week. And then also, you know, during the NFC Championship game, they kind of had a handicap playing against a team that didn't have a quarterback. So, do I think the Eagles are a great team? Absolutely. Do I think they have been, have they been tested within this playoff run? I would take say no. Um, both of those games were blowout games. I believe if I'm not mistaken, the backup, Gardner Minshew was able to get a little bit of burn during gar- uh, garbage time in both of those games. So, I'm, I'm a little torn on picking them boys based off the fact that they're playing a potent offense like Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs on the other side, they ain't seen an offense nor a defense really to that magnitude of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, it's really, really hard for me to pick against the the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Or actually, I'm sorry, not the Philadelphia Eagles, but the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs. But I think I'm looking at the defense. If you look at the Philadelphia Eagles defense, they probably have the best secondary in the game with uh, Gardner Johnson. Big play slay. Shout out to Brunswick, Georgia. Darius, big play slay. Um, you got Ndamukong Sue. You got Van, Vindal Joseph. You got Fletcher Cox. You got Brandon Graham. Like you, you, they got they got they got a solid defense. I think outside of the 49ers, they were ranked number two or number three in total defense. So you got a defense like that, and they also have a running game where they will run it down your throat. Um, they play 11 on 11 football. So Jalen Hurts, being the fact that he hasn't had to do too much during this playoff run, he ain't, he ain't had to do too much. I would assume that he's going to be a little bit more healthy. Um, I would also assume that the shoulder's going to be feeling a little bit better. He's going to be able to sling that ball a little bit better. They're probably going to have a little bit more, some more quarterback design runs as well, being the fact that I believe he was the highest usage rate when it came down to quarterback drawn run plays in the NFL this season. So I think he's got he's got enough time to recover. He also get the extra week between the conference championship and now. Usually the game plan has been laid out last week and then they kind of just do a lot of walkthroughs this week while they're in Arizona, you know. So a lot of that stuff is just media availability, media obligations and things like that. So I, I think that he's got another week and the same thing could be said about Patrick Mahomes and that ankle. He's got a, he's had a whole week to kind of tone that down and figure out what's going to happen but he better be ready to uh, run because the, the the d lineman for the eagles they're going to come after that boy really 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 hard so we'll see but if you're going to ask me right now what is my super bowl pick i am going to pick the kansas city chiefs to beat the philadelphia eagles in a high scoring game where i think i got the game around 35 to 31 um, I think it's going to come down to who got the ball the last, and I think that's what's going to be the ter- determining factor. I think one thing that is making me, I can't pick against Pat Mahomes. I think this dude's Jordan. You know, he's something that we ain't never seen before. He out here throwing, you know, throwing the football like he in the Matrix or something. So it, it's hard for me not to pick against them boys, and I feel like they've been there. This is their third Super Bowl in four years, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Um they, they, they got everything they can work with. The offense is not as explosive as it once was, which I think kind of helps them out where they don't have to go for that one big play. They can just go for the, they can, you know, nickel and dime their way up the field. You got Travis Kelsey, who's going to be able to be at 100% after that freak back injury that he's had. 
But, um, you know, we'll see what ends up happening. But I definitely got the Kansas City Chiefs in a 35-31 game. Ball comes down to, you know, who got the ball the last minute. And they'll figure it out. But I think that's what's going to end up happening. So, we'll see. I hope everybody's able to, uh, you know, get things cracking at their Super Bowl party. But, um, yeah, that's what I got. Now, I kind of had to abbreviate my Super Bowl take this week just based off the fact that I was on the phone last Thursday with my boy and we kind of just we was chopping it up actually and I had the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics game on and I turned up and I saw the game they was down after the first quarter they was down by like 25 points I was like ooh this don't look good and that needless to say the the, the Celtics ended up winning by almost I, I think they were up at one point by 48 49 and I think they ended up losing by like they losing was the Nets. I think they ended up losing by about 30-something. It might have been 40. might 40-some points. And I was like, ooh, that don't look good. And then I heard number 11. Well, number 11 formerly at, for the uh, New, Jer- New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets, say something about, man, the Celtics got our number. You know, I don't know what to do. I don't know, you know, what else can they say. That press conference, I felt like, was very, very, very weird, even for him. And then... He- Less than 24 hours later, my man out here talking about he requesting the trade. Okay, cool. Um, he gets the trade, and then as of yesterday, the Dallas Mavericks traded away Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think a first-round draft pick and two second-rounders, to the, to, the, to the Nets for number 11. So now, if you ask me, I felt like the Nets just gave him away for free. Now that's basically what it is. And that's not me taking a shot at Dorian Finney-Smith or Spencer Dinwiddie. In fact, I think Dorian Finney-Smith is a dog. Like He thinks he's a great 3 and D player. Um, he fit really, really well with the Dallas Mavericks. So I was actually kind of surprised that they were willing to let him go. Um, and they let, you know, they're bringing in number 11. Whatever the hell he's going to wear um, when he gets to the Dallas Mavericks, I'm still going to refer him to that because he just doesn't deserve the recognition to be called his name and i'm gonna get into that a little bit in a few seconds but i i felt like the 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 nets gave gave him away and and the reason why i gave him i felt like they gave him away is because really if you think about it the rest of the nba really didn't have anybody you know tit for tat sure the lakers could have probably getting got rid of russell westbrook who makes about 11 about 10 or 11 million dollars more than number 11 of the dallas mavericks um but they didn't challenge you, though. Choose to do so. So now the question's going to be, here's here's two things. I think the Nets gave him away. I don't know if the Nets got better. But I also don't think the Dallas Mavericks got better. And the reason why I say this, I, I've been saying the few times I was able to talk about the Dallas Mavericks, I kept saying that they're missing something. Um, last year, they got, a, they got all the way up to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not going to say it was a fluky. It's, it's definitely not a fluke conference finals appearance when you're able to beat the living daylights out of the reigning western conference finals and beat them by 50 in a game seven so i'm not going to say that it was a fluky thing they you know but they played the utah jazz in the first round (laughs) lol it's the utah jazz come on now and then they ended up playing a suns team that was just spirits spiritually broken that's no shade on the Dallas Mavericks by no means, but I did think that it was going to be a little bit more challenging for them to try to run it back and make it to the um, Western Conference Finals again for them. So, with that being said, I thought that they needed to kind of make a move. What that move was, I didn't know what it would be, what it looked like, or what it be. 
But if you're asking me, does this team look better? No, because you got two dudes that need the ball. Um, and all they do is dribble, 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 dribble until the shot clock goes down to five seconds. And then they try to dribble, penetrate, kick it out to a three and D guy. Well, you just lost one in Dorian Finney-Smith. So now you're going to bank on Tim Hardaway Jr., Kleba, um, Powell, the, my man Powell, I, I, uh, Christian Wood when he can play. I just don't know if that works. Not to mention, both of them dudes can't play a lick. They can't cover a blanket on defense. So now you're technically playing three on five basketball on the defensive side of the ball because all they're going all the opposing team can do is just run PNRs which is pick and rolls all day long where they're just going to they're just going to match up do a pick and roll now you got Luca or number 11 guarding you and it's just barbecue chicken because they can't cover a blanket so that means they're probably going to have to run the 1991 run, run TMC Don Nelson type of offense where they're going to have to just hope that they can score 130 and the other team scores 129 and hope that they can win a game like that but I don't I don't see that I don't see that trade really really winning. Now, here's another, another thing. The I'm looking at the stats for, uh, statistics right the standings right now. The Dallas Mavericks as of this recording is 28 and 26 in the 6th seed or 6th seed right now if the playoffs started. They are only half of a game up from the Warriors, Pelicans and yeah, and a full game up of the Utah Jazz. So, necessarily we have literally about 25 games left in this season. There's going to be an acclimation period. Now, mind you, players don't practice like they used to. So there's the only time they can really get adjusted is really on-the-job training. They're going to figure it out while they're playing. I'm going to be honest with you. I would assume that the Mavericks alone are probably going to punt away about three to five games just on trying to figure things out. So you're telling me now that they got to, within, I, I would assume, what is that, 20... You're talking about they've played 50, 50, 59, 60 games already. Um, they played about 60 games. By the time they play next week, they'll be around 62, 63 before the All-Star game. So they're going to punt away about three to five games based off just trying to get acclimated with each other. You don't have time to be trying to make the trial and error. The room for error for the Western Conference this year is slim and none. You, you don't have time for that. So this is an experiment that can just blow up in their face extremely quickly. Not to mention, the Mavericks has already been made it a known thing. They don't know if they're going to keep them long term. So now you're just using them as a rental. And basically what they did is they were able to shed uh, some some money. So if you don't keep number 11, that's about 30 some odd million dollars that you're freeing up. They don't have to re-sign Christian Wood. They can figure up some more money. So now they got about $80 million in the cap. To try to figure some things out because there are grumblings right now where the Mavericks organization they're they sweating a little bit. That seat's getting a little bit warm for the Mavericks to try to figure out what they can do to keep Luca to stay. You know, Luca, you know, he might be, there, there's there's growing concerns in the Dallas area that Luca is getting a little impatient and he's tired of losing. And I feel like this is a move that Mark Cuban made as a fail safe to try to bring something in but i don't know if this is something that's going to work now on the other side of things the brooklyn nets i don't know what they plan on doing with kd word on the street is they're going to try to do everything they can do to keep him to keep him satisfied and bring try to make try to bring some more assets in and help him out now let's 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 take a rewind. The Brooklyn Nets as an organization, they got to be one of the most, the worst ran organizations in sports. 
the the fact that you know let's let's back it up almost four plus years ago, you brought in number eleven and Kevin Durant. They didn't even know the Nets didn't even know they was coming. It was between them, the them two teams. They they announced it on on the media. They found out just like everybody else did when they looked at their phone and got the notification. The Nets need to be held responsible a little bit as far as all of the debacle goes. And I'm not going to go on the whole debacle about why number 11 deserves the right to ask for a trade. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. I'm going to tell you all a quick story and I'm going to keep it pushing. In the United States military, you sign contracts. You sign contracts. They're, they're I'm not going to say like, like sports contracts, but they're, the, the, the stipulations are kind of within the same. So if I'm in the military, my first enlistment can be anywhere between three years all the way up to, I believe, eight. Now, depending on what time you get in, sometimes there's some money floating around where you might be able to get in and get a bonus, a sign-on bonus, straight-up sign-on bonus. Just signing your dotted line, you get a bonus. You sign on, and you do your years. Now, within, when I was in, it was within one year. When my one-year window opened up, so if I signed a four-year contract, year number three, my window opened up for re-enlistment. When my window opened up for re-enlistment, I can start looking to see what my options are. Do I take another three-year deal? Do I take a five-year deal? Or what's out there? They kind of tell you what's out there. So they can tell you, hey, you know, you got a five-year deal. Here's a bonus. Or we'll give you basic preference. So you, that means you can kind of move to a different base. Something like that. So they'll, they'll tell you, hey, we'll try to give you your basic preference, but we can't necessarily guarantee you that. But we'll give you $5,000 or something like that. So you kind of can take these deals you could take a three-year deal you could take a five-year deal four-year deal so forth now at the end of your contract sometime in that here's sometime within that contract you could say here here's my top three places i want to go you know within your two years like let's just say you're you're in your second year of your first contract or your third year of your first contract you're like man i really need to go somewhere i almost want to change the scenery you can call and say hey i want to go to fill in the blank if I want to go to Alaska, if I want to go to Germany, if I want to go to California, these are my top three places. And they'll say, yeah, sure, we got you. We'll, we'll move you where, you know, we'll try to do what we can do. But at the end of the day, it's up to good old Uncle Sam on whether it behoove them. They're going to choose who they want to put you. Now, they'll try to look to see what they got for you. But that don't necessarily mean that they're going to guarantee you on where they're going to put you. And I say all that to say, all these people that are trying to say about my man demanding a train that he did the right thing. What are you talking about? You mean to tell me at your job, you can just go to your job and say, hey, I don't feel like working today. And if I don't get my if I don't get what I want, I'm walking on out the door. You know what they're going to do? They're going to walk you. They're going to walk your happy ass on out the door and you're going to be unemployed. That's what they're going to do. They're not even going to tell you to pack up your things. They're going to box your things up and ship it to you with your last paycheck. So please tell me in what world and what job facility or workforce can you just go up to your manager and be like hey man i don't like it here if you don't give me a raise by the end of the end, by the end of the year i'm on i'm going on out the door where they do that at where are you where are you guys getting this logic that he ha that players have all this power and that they can just do whatever they want to do because look at what the nets did they made it a known factor that they weren't going to ship them to the lakers you damn right they're not going to ship them to the lakers because they don't have to ship them to the lakers why should they because he asked let me ask you all this question. Do y'all go up to your manager and just say, hey, I need $25,000 right now. And if you don't give it to me, I'm walking on out the door. You don't do that. I know you don't. Because if you don't, if you did, you're crazy, one. And two, you're probably unemployed. 
you're probably unemployed that you could just walk on up to your place and be like hey man if you don't give me what i need to get i'm, I'm walking on out the door they're gonna laugh at you so you all that are saying that number 11 is right for trying to get his money i dare you i've triple dog dare you all to go to your job and be like i want this 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 and if you don't like it i'm out the door you really think they care you really think they care because they don't because if they did everyone would be doing it so please explain to me how does the nba workforce is different from your day-to-day -day job workforce it's not they just make a boatload more money than what we do just saying you know well, what about his team didn't have his back when he sat there and 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 and, and show show the anti-semitic video oh okay i guarantee you if a caucasian player posted a, 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 a documentary which i'm pretty sure would be out there on this amazon prime about the kkk doing the right thing hitler was a saint or anything else related to that y'all would be causing an uproar y'all would y'all be sending one to throw the book at that man let's say grace nyland was like yo slavery was a choice Slavery wasn't real. They just, you know, they just, it was just a fake thing. You know, that wasn't real. That ain't really, that ain't really what took place. That ain't even how the story went. Let's just say someone like Grayson Allen said that. Y'all be ready to throw the book at that man. So why can't y'all keep that same energy with uh, number 11? And then y'all want to say, oh, well, Amazon Prime got it up. Okay. I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't know what it was until my man posted it. I'm, I'm just saying. And I just found out that anybody can just upload a video. There's really not anything that you have to do. I don't even think there's anyone that reviews it. Do they need to change that policy? Probably. But you can go on Amazon and upload your own documentary, fill out a couple of questions, and boom, it's right there. Just saying. And this leads me back to segueing into just the entire NBA season. This NBA season has just been wonky. It's, it's, it's been bad calls left and right, referees missing calls. You got just, it's just been, uh, you know, you got teams that are just giving up 20 point, 30 point leads in the first half. And the next thing you know, and at the end of the game, they didn't came back because ain't nobody playing defense. Everybody just out here shooting the long ball. And I, and I sound like the get off my lawn dude. And I'm cool with that. I, I, I'll stand on my 10 toes with that one. But um, the, this, the season really hasn't been that good. You got players missing left and right. You got wannabe gangsters in the Memphis Grizzlies that every week they they in the news for everything but playing basketball. And then when they is playing basketball, they're getting, the, they getting beat over the head. You got the East where, you know, like I said, my man was a head case. Everything that the NBA right now, all the headlines have been trades, players wanting out, um, fighting. Like we got more, I mean, we got more fights, which to keep it a buck, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> Let them fight. You know, we got a generation of players, or generation of kids that ain't never seen their favorite basketball players fight. You know what I'm saying? We got a whole generation of kids that ain't never seen, they, you know, ain't never seen a player of Steph Curry's magnet stardom just get out there and just start throwing some punches. LeBron James ain't never threw a punch in his life. You know, we got a whole generation of players that ain't never had a fight, you know, get get double teamed like Larry Bird was getting double teamed by, I want to say, Julius Irvin and uh, Daryl Dawkins. You know what I'm saying? Or Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan fighting. We, we, ain't, we ain't got that no more. So you got a whole generation of these blue boys out here scrapping, and you got wannabe players like Jordan Jordan Clarkson that'll throw up his dukes when referees come in and want to square up when they, when he knows ain't nobody gonna do nothing. This NBA season has been weird. Like I said, everything has been making headlines outside of actual play. 
players not wanting to play, you know, load management, quote, air quotes. And Charles Barkley brought up a good point, and I didn't think anything of it. These players ain't playing, or they're trying to prolong their career because they're, they're trying to reach into that bag. They know they can get another 30 or 40, 50 million dollar a year deal if they try to prolong their careers. And I'm not mad at it. Like, you know, you rock, you know, if you got it, smoke, you know, if you got it, do it. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. But don't get mad when these owners, which it's it's gonna happen, it's inevitable. These owners are gonna come crashing down and putting a screeching halt to all of this nonsense that's been going on. I'm pretty sure the TV, TV partners, ESPN, TNT. They're tired of it. They're tired of players not showing up, playing on marquee games. Hell, what was it, Saturday? Luka couldn't play because of a bad heel. Um, you know, KD's been out with, with injuries. Klay Thompson doesn't play back-to-backs. The second half of back-to-backs. Zion Williamson's been hurt. There's a lot of foo-foo-y weird stuff going on in the NBA right now, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But the injury rate as far as your top, your top-tier players, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's another one. Anthony Davis is just Mr. Glass. Uh, your top tier players are just missing a boatload of games. Now this ain't WrestleMania, where if you look at the the the, the stub of your ticket where it says card subject to change, because that's what I feel like. It, it's it's always something like I I'm scared boo boo less when I buy a ticket to a basketball game, and I think I have been to six or seven basketball games this season. And every day I'm like, shoot, I don't know who's gonna play tonight, like. I think the last game I went to was uh, Dallas against Miami, and I was I was shocked that everybody played. I was I was absolutely shocked that Luca played, um, Jimmy Butler played, Bam played, Kyle, uh, Kyle like I, I was shocked. Um, I went to a Christmas game. Steph was hurt. You know what I'm saying? Biggest game in the season. He out hurt, but he out here just uh, jumping in the air, fist bumping, looking like he can full. He's a full go. If you can do all that, bro, with a bum shoulder, I'm starting to question what's going on with you. LeBron James, you know, well, it's a back-to-back. We don't know if he's going to play. Like The season's just been weird. Ain't nobody playing defense. And like I said, everything that is making the headlines right now has been everything but the actual play of basketball. And that's weird. It's just a weird season. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who's good right now. And that's kind of a good thing that there is parity. But I really don't know who's good because you don't know. You ain't seen the team at their full strength for the most part. Carl Anthony Towns ain't played. I don't know when the last time that man played. You know, so this weird season's been weird. And speaking of weird, how weird is it that LeBron James is about to break the all-time scoring record this week in the middle of the Super Bowl? And probably, and it's probably going to lead off the A block for, 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 for a couple of days on, on, on LeBron's. LeBron's privately funded channel ESPN where they're going to try to talk about it as much as they can, but and to be honest with you, ain't nobody going to care. He, he, I mean, I'm sorry, but the timing couldn't have been no worse than what it is for him because the Super Bowl is this week. Media Day, I believe, is tomorrow. Or opening night starts tonight. So he's probably going to, he's got 36 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. He could break that as early as tomorrow night, but probably more than likely he'll break it Thursday night. One of those two nights against Milwaukee, I believe. Something like that. But anybody finding how, uh, you know, he can't he can't catch a break, quote-unquote. You know, it's all this poor me. Maybe it's just me why we couldn't get number 11. You know, yeah, bro. You know, like, I, bravo to the Lakers. You know, shout-out to the Lakers for standing on their 10 toes and not caving in and giving up their assets, which little to no assets they got. And I don't understand why is everybody making a big deal out of these damn 
2027 and 2029 first round draft picks they got like do y'all know that we're talking about some seventh or eighth graders when it comes down to that you mean to tell me y'all out here scoping out the best seventh grader in the nation Who, who's the best seventh grader in the nation right now like having having draft picks that far away right now is like having bitcoin you don't know what you got you don't know what you got and for you to for for people to try to say that those two draft picks are are, are highly highly sought after okay let's just say somehow the lakers lakers gain relevancy between now and 2027 which isn't which isn't far fetched like they can probably turn it around I don't know what they would have to do. But let's just say that those picks in Lakers just will happen to go make a deep run into the playoffs. They're no longer lottery picks. So you're probably picking in the mid to late first round. So you're probably not getting anything. And honestly, the way the draft has been going probably the last 10 years, if you don't have a top five pick, you are legitimately playing the lotto. There are no more deep drafts in the NBA. Like, if you think about it, last year, Paolo Bancaro, uh, my man Chet Hungerman even played, Jaden Ivey, eh. Um, I, that's all I got for you. If you go the year before that, Scotty Barnes, who wasn't even, a, I think he, I don't know if he was a top five pick. He ended up being the rookie of the year. Um, you know, so, the, 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 the the pipeline for the NBA prospects is honestly, if you don't have a top five pick, bro, I would flip, bro. I would be flipping draft picks, trying to. I, I wouldn't even want draft picks. I want players. I want players that are in there within the first five years, uh, a team friendly deal, and try to work with that. Because having a draft pick, anything outside of really number five, bro, you playing with you, you just playing with hot, hot with just with anything. And that's no shade. Like take take for example. Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga for the Golden State Warriors. They were drafted in the lottery, and they are... Moses Moody just went back and got reassigned back to the G League. So you're telling me that a guy that was drafted in the top 15, he keeps bouncing back and forth to the G League, up and down, getting called up, up and down. Hell, even James Wiseman keeps getting called up and down. So the draft is not really as deep as what people think it is. It's probably The NBA draft is probably one of the most overrated um, sporting events, sporting attractions, sporting anything that you can possibly think of over the last 10 years. Just look up, just look at the drafts within the last 10 years within the NBA. It ain't been hitting. So, like I said, this season's been really, really weird. LeBron James is going to break the scoring record this week in the middle of the Super Bowl. Um, and we supposed to be cool with it? Like, I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. That record has been standing for longer than I've been alive. So that says something. But honestly, I am past LeBron fatigue. Like, if in a dream scenario world, I wish that man would just hit that shot, take the ball, wave to the crowd, and go straight to the locker room, and he deactivate his Twitter, Instagram, and whatever else social media he got, and just just disappear. Like, that's just where I'm at with him. I'm so tired of him. I'm so tired of that man. Like, I'm so tired of... Well, maybe like, why are we supposed to feel sorry for LeBron James right now, bro? You do, you did this to yourself. You did this to yourself. You know, you you blew up a team that had a lot of young, promising players just to get just to get Mr. Glass, aka Anthony Davis, and y'all only got one championship. Where it's really, really safe to say that you could put an asterisk next to that championship because if you look at the year before they won the championship, didn't make the playoffs, win the championship the year after. They get into the playing game. I think they win, get smoked in the first round, 
and then last year didn't make the playoffs, and this year they're on the outside looking in. Like, bro, you you did this to yourself. So go ahead and ride off into the sunset. It's cool. You got a you got the all time leading scorer, but that's really a longevity award. Like, yes, you've been able to play at a high a high rate. Like, I still consider him a top five player even right now in today's NBA. But does that mean that his days of winning a championship are still there? I don't think so. Like, I feel like we're looking at the Michael Jordan and the Washington Wizards years where he's just there. He's just there in the club. Like, LeBron James, there was this dude when I was stationed in Virginia. This dude had to been about 65 years old. I kid you not. He got his, his hairstyle was the exact same hairstyle as James Brown on NFL on CBS. The exact same thing. And he come in with his Hawaiian shirt on. And he be out here trying to grind and dance up on the, on the 23, 24-year-old girls that came straight into the Army. And he be out here just gigging. Just trying to gig. And it's like, bruh, like how, how much longer you going to be in the club for? Like, he just in the club just to be there. Just the man, just the old man in the club. He just there because he in the club. And that's what LeBron James is. He the old dude in the club just just trying to grind up on these 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 young fellas and and, 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 and still try to be relevant. It's like, nah, bruh, like, go, go leave. Like, look at your entire draft class. Like, they're not there. And it's for the simple fact to say that you want to play with your son who cares like i don't i don't think that's cool man like let your son get it from the mud like everybody else like you having the sense of entitlement that the nba has to let you, the nba has to let you and your son play like you ain't ken griffey jr you know what i'm saying like at least ken griffey senior you know he kind of was just riding the bench you know so i don't i don't get where he gets this whole notion of man it'd be dope if i could play with my son so you're telling me that you're going to play with your son you don't care if you even go to Oklahoma City. You're going to blow up that entire team just for, the, just for the team to play with your son and set that franchise back. Like, come on, man. How selfish can you be, bro? Nobody gives a damn if you play with your son. Nobody cares. It's not a It's a cool little ESPN, Disney Channel type of movie, but it ain't cool in real life. Like, nah, man. Go sit down. Like, it's time. Like, you have a lot of business ventures. And if I'm LeBron James, you can opt out this year. Like, opt out, go, leave, bye. Like, I don't know what else can you do. So, I, 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 LeBron James breaking the all-time score, cool. That's that's what's up, man. Like, that's dope. But you're doing it on the wrong weekend where ain't nobody really going to be tripping. And, you know, it's a longevity award. It's a longevity award. You know I mean? It, you know, it's cool. It's, it's a solid award. So, that's been my rant about the NFL or NFL, the NBA basketball season. It's just been a whole bunch of eh going on, and I don't know how they're gonna fix it. Um, I, you know, the viewership has been down a lot this year, and like I said, everything's making the headlines for everything except for actual basketball play, and that's the crazy thing about it is we always out here talking about the NBA, but it's all for the wrong reason. So I don't know what's going to happen in. Um, after this week, so the NBA maybe they can they can say thank God because football will be over officially at the end of, after Sunday. But I mean, if you think about the news cycle, you already know Monday gonna be about the uh, the Super Bowl. Tuesday probably gonna be about whatever team that won the Super Bowl can they run it back. Wednesday they still gonna be on that same thing about following up off the Super Bowl. Thursday is maybe when you'll start getting attraction about the NBA um, at their midseason form. Even though the All Star break, official, you know, All Star breaks there, but they're going to talk about it's, you know, past the halfway point and finally the NBA. So it's really not going to be until next Thursday when people are going to start realizing that the NBA is back. So um, good for them, uh, I guess, and we'll see what ends up happening. So that being said, once again, you listen to Sports Business Podcast. 
I am your host, Eric Compton, aka Money Compton. Before we get up out of here, we definitely got to talk about the W today. Man, so this weekend, I it was my daughter's sixth birthday, and we did a staycation for the most part. So um, we got a suite at Planet Hollywood, which was actually pretty dope. I didn't, I didn't really realize how dope these suites are out here in Vegas. I see why half y'all... Uh, fake ballers be out here uh, stunting on these suites because it was actually low-key kind of player i'm not gonna lie so i'd be out here stunting for the grand too if i had one of them suites but you know what i'm saying it is what it is so yeah we had a suite and i didn't realize how many people actually came into town to watch the pro bowl granted they gave a boatload of tickets out away for here for free for the locals i do know that for a fact they gave a bunch of tickets away to local different businesses to the uh, nellis air force base all different types of veteran um charitable uh companies that that's out here in, in 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 southern nevada as well as the the casino partners so a lot of tickets were given away but i had no interest on watching the pro bowl um didn't care for it um just didn't care but i saw i saw that the fact that they was playing a flag football game and they was out here playing dodgeball and they had the long snapper long snapper and the kicker and all this other stuff um trying to play tic-tac-toe and all these weird just weird games and i seen another one where miles garrett and some all the defensive linemen was out here trying to do the american gladiators running through walls and jumping over things and they looked like they was going through a confidence course in the united states military is what it looked like to me and miles garrett dislocated his toe well damn dog if you're gonna dislocate your toe jumping over a building why don't y'all just play a regular football game like that's the part that be tripping me out what also tripped me out was the fact that one of the NFL AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks was a backup quarterback who hadn't even thrown for a thousand yards. My man Huntley, I don't even know his first name, all I know his last name is Huntley or something like that, was able to be on the AFC Pro Bowl team. He got named the Pro Bowl as an injury replacement. Hey man, here's what y'all need to do. Just get everybody on. Here's what they need to do. They need to link up with EA Sports. Go to Allegiant Stadium. I guess it's gonna be here for the next few years. I hope not, but whatever. They gonna they gonna <laughs> all they need to do is just go out there, get everybody's height and weight that's made the Pro Bowl, and just play 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 Madden, AFC versus NFC on Madden, and let all twenty three or all eleven players on each side control each other and just play that because this is ridiculous. This is just ridiculous. Okay. It don't make no doggone sense that you guys got here playing flag football and, and playing American Gladiators. And if some of these people that are listening to the show don't even know what American Gladiators is, yo, go tell your mom to pull up an old VCR and go uh, VCR and put in an American Gladiator tape or go watch it on YouTube. I'm t- I promise you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's what they exactly was doing this weekend. They was out there playing American Gladiators. Scratch the Pro Bowl. It ain't like ain't nobody playing. Hell, what's my man from uh, the Bills? Josh Allen was like, oh, man, my elbow hurt, bro. And then he out here playing at Pebble Beach. These players don't want to play. Brandon, uh, Josh Jacobs was like, hey, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. And somebody told me earlier today, they was like, well, the players look like they was having fun. Hey, man, this is a TV production. You don't think the producers like, hey, man, I know y'all don't want to be here, but y'all got to act like y'all out here having fun. You know, just smile. And, you know, once when you start doing it, like people like you there already. So you're going, you know, you're going to just do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, ain't, ain't nobody trying to do all that. Ain't nobody trying to fly all the way out there just to be on the doggone a glorified American Gladiator game, man. Come on now. So the NFL, 
in the Pro Bowl, you guys definitely deserve the dummy of the day. I mean, if y'all not really playing a legitimate football game, if y'all don't want to go out there and hit, then I don't know what else to say. Like, it is what it is. Just scrap the Pro Bowl game. I'm very, very interested to see how much did the city of Las Vegas generate in tourists just based off this weekend alone um, and, 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 and go from there. But uh, from what I've seen and what I heard, it didn't look good. So um, needless to say. And then on top of that, like, don't don't have the Pro Bowl out here. Like, as a local, you know, holler at me when y'all get the Super Bowl or something. Like, don't be out here bringing extra traffic out here for no damn reason just for a Pro Bowl that don't nobody want to go to, and you got to give away so many free tickets just to make ends meet. Don't do that for me, please, and thank you. Anyways, we are going to run the show back next week. We're going to talk about the winner of the Super Bowl, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit more basketball. Hopefully, it's actual basketball, things that are happening on the court, as opposed to things that are happening off the court. But we see how the trend has been this year, so we'll see. But anyways, once again, you have been listening to the Sports Business Podcast. We do this once a week. I appreciate everybody tuning in. This podcast is available on all platforms, so make sure you give me that five-star. Anything less than that, you are a certified, bona fide J-Cat. You can find me on Instagram at Money Comp, and you can also find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. That is S-P-U-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show. Let me know if you're still watching award shows or not at sportsbusiness at gmail.com. Other than that, we are out. See you next week.